Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. This is Stand Up For Jesus with your host, Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. Our focus is to reach out to the lost and witness about the transforming power of Jesus Christ and calling on others to stand up for Christ and His Word, proclaiming that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And now, Standing Up For Jesus, here's Craig Nedro. Welcome to the program. This is Stand Up For Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. On the program today, we are going to begin a teaching series of kind of a different type than I usually do. Usually, I use this program uh, for a teaching tool just to teach from God's Word, and I love that, and I've been doing it for years, and I've been on the, the, the Word here for years, and I'm grateful to the Word, and I'm grateful to listeners that listen to this program you know, several years ago, um, my wife is the one that started this, and she encouraged me to write a book. And my first comment when she said I should write a book was, that's great, but I don't know how to write a book. I'm not a writer. And my wife encouraged me. She said, you really need to write a book about your testimony. And so this conversation went on for a while, and then I got a call one day from the radio station here, and they said they needed to meet with me. And I first thought I was in trouble, thought maybe they were going to take me off the air. <laughs> but I met with them, and when I met with them, they said, you know, we we, uh, we think you ought to write a book. And I said, okay. And I said, um, why would you call me in for a meeting to tell me you think I ought to write a book? And they said, we, we own the largest Christian publishing company on, on the planet called Zulon Press. I said, okay. And they said, we think you ought to write a book, and if you want to write a book, we will publish it through Zulon. So I got in my vehicle that day, and I, when I was leaving the station, and I was in prayer, and I was like, "Lord, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing. I don't I can't I don't know how to write a book. I can't write." And I kind of felt like the Lord said, "You know, Craig, I'll help you write it." And I've already written a pretty good one, and it was one of those duh moments in my life. And so. Long story short, I do a lot of my studying in the middle of the night, and so it was recent. It was soon after that particular time that I was up one night uh, and doing my studying, and I felt like the Holy Spirit um, spoke to me and said, "It's time to write your book." And so, over the next forty nights, and you know, forty is a significant number in the Bible. Over the next forty nights, I wrote my first book called "Free Indeed," and um, it was kind of my life story of um, how I was raised, how I lived my life for many years in rebellion to God, and how the Lord loved me enough to discipline me and chasten me and get me still and and allow me to be born again and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and then the journey that the Lord took me on from that point moving forward. So I say all that to say when I first when I wrote my first book, my wife read it, and my wife came back and she said, you know, you've got three books in you. And I was like, oh, goodness gracious. And so um, I've had people that have asked me over the years, when are you going to write your next book? 
And I said, whenever I feel like the Lord's leading me to write it. <clears throat> and so it's been several years. And about a year ago, I felt like the Lord was leading me to go ahead and releasing me to go ahead and write the second book. So I, I tell you all that to tell you this. Uh, we have just uh, finished the second book, and it's just been released. And so for the next several weeks, I'm going to talk about this book because just like my first book, I feel like the Lord uh, has released me and given me permission and filled me with the Holy Spirit to write this book. This book is filled just like my first book. There was a lot of Scripture. I base, try, I try to base everything I do off of the Word of God. And this second book um, is really a, a picture of where America is at. You know, when we look at what's going on in America today, uh, just like many of you, I'm very concerned about the direction that we've been on for quite some time. Uh, I don't mind telling you that I'm in my 60s, and I grew up in America where it seemed like there was a church on every corner, and we knew we were blessed by God, and God's hand uh, of protection and blessing was over America. And it didn't happen overnight, but slowly over the last 30 or 40 years, we've slowly turned from God. And when a nation does that, uh, God begins to remove his hand of blessing and protection because God's not going to force himself on a person. He's not going to force himself on a nation. And one of the consistent themes through the Old Testament is over and over and over again, God would say to the nation of Israel and to the Jewish people, listen, uh, I chose you. I brought you out of uh, the land of Egypt. I have established you as a nation of people. And I will bless you, and I will protect you, and I will guard you, and I will prosper you. And all I ask is, as your father, that you trust me and that you, to the best of your ability, be obedient to what I ask you to do. Kind of like we would as a parent, what we would say to our children. Listen, if you'll just listen to me and trust me and try to do, you know, be obedient to what I ask you to do, things are going to go well for you. And when the nation of Israel... Uh, was obedient and trusted in the Lord, the nation prospered and things went very well. But then what would happen is over a period of time, the people would get, uh, they would prosper and they would um, begin to get self-confidence in their own selves and begin to trust in uh, things other than God. And God would warn them through the prophets. He'd say, listen, you're, you're turning away from me. I want you to stop what you're doing. I want you to confess that you've turned from me. I want you to repent and turn back to me. Uh, and I will continue to, to protect you and bless you. However, if you don't turn back to me, things will not go well for you. And um, in turn, things would not go well for the nation. And then uh, the nation would hit a certain low point, and they would cry out to God, and they would confess that they'd turn from him, repent and return to him. He would forgive them and begin to t protect them and bless them again. And this cycle happened many times throughout the, the Old Testament with the nation of Israel, and I will tell you, the same principle applies for the United States of America. We were formed as a Christian nation. When people say, oh, no, we weren't formed as a Christian nation, they're, they've either been deceived or they're, or, or they're speaking out of ignorance. But we were formed as a Christian nation. Uh, God chose this nation and has blessed this nation. And one of the reasons we've been blessed is because we've always supported the nation of Israel. God says in his word, he said to Abraham, he said, I will, I will bring you out. And you will be the father of the nation of Israel, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And it's happened over the, the centuries, 
any nation that has been a blessing to Israel has prospered and been blessed, and nations that have been uh, treated Israel wrong have been cursed and been either destroyed or um, have never been a significant uh, nation again. And so um, one of the main reasons that America has been blessed to the level that we have been is because we've been supportive of Israel over, since our founding fathers and or since Israel became a nation. And we've stood with Israel. We've stood with the Jewish people. And um, again, it didn't happen overnight, but slowly the last 20, 30, 40 years, we've begun to to not support Israel. We still do it in, in word, but we don't always do it in deed. Uh, and, and, and so, and, and we have begun to turn away from God. We have begun to turn away from God's word. We no longer try to live our lives in this as a nation, as a whole. Now, when I say these things, obviously, uh, if you're a believer in Christ and you believe the Bible and you try to the best of your ability to live your life according to God's word, then obviously I'm not speaking to you, but the nation as a whole, the majority, we have turned away from God, and you see it in the laws that are on our books. You see it in a public opinion. When you see public opinion that uh, the majority, more than 50% people believe in abortion, uh, I will tell you that's directly goes directly against what God's Word says. Uh, the sexual immorality that is, that is prevalent and rampant in our world and in our nation today goes directly against what God's Word has to say. And so there's many different things that God says are right, and yet we call them wrong. And God says these are wrong, and we call them right. We actually celebrate things that God says are an abomination. And and so um, over a period of time, we've turned from God, and God's begun to remove his hand of protection and blessing from this nation. And I believe that the devil has ridden into the camp in in under cover of night and is literally destroying this nation from within. And if you've listened to this program before, then you know me well enough to know this. I don't candy coat the message. And you may not agree with uh, any or um, all or part of what I say and teach, but that's okay. I try to be faithful to the Scriptures. Um, You know, the Apostle Paul had said in in, uh, the Scriptures, "...have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them." And that's not a popular calling on a ministry, on, on anybody's ministry, but that's part of the calling on my ministry is to expose the darkness, to shine the light on the darkness, and proclaim the gospel, proclaim the the the, the truth of God's word, and that in and of itself, ha- we've come to a point in this country where that's not a popular thing to do. It's not a popular calling. Uh, people would say, Craig, uh, why, why do you need to talk about these controversial subjects? Because I've co- been called to do that. And so I say all this to talk about the, the my second book that has just been released. The next several weeks, I'm going to be talking and teaching from the book because every chapter in the book is based on Scripture. I wrote the entire book uh, from a biblical viewpoint. Uh, I want to, first of all, talk about... Um, the, the name of the book here in just a minute, but I want you to understand what my heart is about. I, I grew up in America. I consider myself a patriot. I love my country. The problem is I don't recognize the country that I grew up in. This is not the same America that it was 25 or 30 years ago. 
Folks, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to look at what's happening. And I have many people who will reach out to me and say, Craig, what what in the world is going on? And I can I have wealthy businessmen call me and say, can you tell me from a biblical viewpoint what's happening? And the simple answer is, yes, I can. See, the Bible reads like today's newspaper. The Bible reads like tomorrow's newspaper. And we are watching prophecy unfold before our very own eyes. And there are so many people that are oblivious to it or just simply don't want to hear about it. And so uh, this book that I've just written, that's just, it just been released, is uh, several different chapters about conditions in America today and what's really happening in America today from the viewpoint of God's Word. Because, you know, I listen, I'm, I'm kind of a news junkie. I listen to Fox News. I listen to a lot of different things. And, 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 and I'll hear people talk about what's wrong with America today, but I don't hear very, very many people talk about the root of what's really happening in America and why we're having the problems we're having in America. And so that is my attempt in this book is to get to the root of the problem. What is really wrong from America? And let's look at it not from a, a conservative viewpoint or a liberal viewpoint or a progressive or a Republican or a Democrat. What does God say what's wrong with our nation today? And so that's, that's the heartbeat that I have in writing this book that I've written. And um, I don't know, most of you probably remember a movie several years ago with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise called A Few Good Men. And there's a classic scene in that book, in that uh, movie where Jack Nicholson, they're in a courtroom, and Nicholson's on the, the witness stand, and Tom Cruise is questioning him, and Tom Cruise becomes pretty aggressive in his questioning. And at some point, uh, things get very tense between Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. And so Jack Nicholson at one point lashes out to Tom Cruise and says, what do you want from me? And Tom Cruise uh, responds very quickly and forcibly, and he says, I want the truth. And Nicholson immediately comes back in a very strong manner and says, you can't handle the truth. Uh, The name of the book is You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. And the reason I titled it that way, uh, the, the, the title You Can't Handle the Truth, is I think there are many people in this nation today that either can't handle the truth or don't want to really hear the truth about what's wrong with America. Now, I could have written a much more popular, easy-to-read, warm and fuzzy uh, book that people could sit down and and have a glass of wine and read over and go, oh, I love this book. That's just simply not what I was called to do with this book. This book is, and and I describe it in the introductory part of the book, I'm going to peel the onion back. And, you know, when we peel an onion, I don't know about you, but when I peel an onion, uh, there's tears that are produced. And I will tell you that I have shed tears in writing this book because what I attempt to do in this book is peel the onion back and let's take a look at what God says is wrong with America today. Let's take a look at what God says is what's really happening in America today. And that is the motivation of the book. That is the title of the book. And that is what I propose to do in this book. My attempt is to peel back the onion. And I have several different topics, several different chapters that I'm going to go through the next several weeks. And we're going to look at several different subjects and and things, topics that are going on in America today. And we're going to look at them through the lenses of what God's word says is wrong and what's happening in America today. So, 
I appreciate you letting me kind of go on a long diatribe there, um, but I am going to be teaching several weeks in a row uh, from my new book, You Can't Handle the Truth. I will tell you, I'm not trying to sell a lot of books. That's not my attempt here. Uh, if you want to order a book, you can order it through Amazon. It's available now. You can just g- uh, go to Amazon. Uh, you Can't Handle the Truth uh, by Craig Nedro, and you can order the book. I will tell you that any of the proceeds that come from this book, I will not personally uh, take. Every dollar that comes in from the uh, proceeds of this book are going to be giving uh, in different ministries. Uh, I have a 501c3, and through the 501c3, we, we support several ministries in Israel. We support uh, churches here in America. We support missions. Uh, we try to be very generous with orphans and widows and to help people. And so any proceeds from the book, You Can't Handle the Truth, will we'll go to that th- those different uh, avenues. Um, so I'm, I'm not trying to sell the book. I'd love to see I'd love to see a million copies of the book sold because that way that money would be would go out to help so many different people. But I am personally not going to benefit from the sales of this book. So I'm going to take my first break, come back, and I'm going to jump in and talk a little bit more about the book, go through some of the chapters, the title of the chapters, and a little bit of an introductory into it. And then uh, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead us today. I appreciate you tuning in. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. We return to Stand Up for Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. Before the break, I took a few minutes and talked about the fact that I've written my second book, and it's just been published. Uh, The name of the book is You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. And this is a book that I feel like I've been uh, been led to write. Uh, it, it is taking a look at several different topics, several different um, subjects that are going on in America today. There are uh, there are actually uh, fourteen chapters in the book, and I take fourteen different topics that are, are uh, main topics that are going on in America today, and I say let's look at what God says about these particular topics. Let's say let's take a look and see what God says from His Word about what's really happening in America, and the reason I ha- I title it "You Can't Handle the Truth" is I think many many people, even many believers in Christ, either don't want to hear the truth about what's really happening because it makes them uncomfortable, or they just can't handle the truth, and so that's where the title of the book came from. You can't handle the truth. What's really happening in America? I mentioned before the break. I will take no proceeds from this book, but if you'd like to order the book, you can. It's available now through Amazon. I want to take a second now, and I want to talk a little bit about just what the book's about in the introduction to the book. Um, on the back cover of the book, I wrote this: As we witness what is currently taking place in America, many people uh, share the feeling that something is very wrong. We seem to be replacing our historical values with some radically different ideas. The voice of the conservative, family-oriented, law-abiding, God-fearing population is being drowned out by chaos and a spirit of lawlessness. We don't seem to have answers for most of the problems that are engulfing the nation. And it is from this perspective that I wrote this book, You Can't Handle the Truth. Could it be that the answer to America's problems isn't as difficult as they appear? What if there really is a simple solution? Self-examination can be painful, but for po- po- uh, for I'm sorry, but for positive results, 
Sometimes it's needed. You Can't Handle the Truth is a self-examination of America's current condition with an answer that many people don't want to hear or accept. The urgent question that we ask at the end of this book is, is it too late? So that's, I wrote that on the back cover of the book just to give kind of an explanation of an overview of what the book is about. So I want to take a couple minutes, and I'm not going to get too much into it today uh, because I'm going to teach on this for, for several weeks in a row. And there's going to be times that, um, that when I stop on this book, I'm going to go in and teach from several different scriptures because, uh, listen, if you read my first book, you know it was full of scripture, and so was this one. And I can't help that. When I, when I teach on certain subjects that are going on in our world and in our nation, I, I try to teach them from what the Word of God has to say uh, because the Word of God is true. Uh, Jesus said, your word is true. And the Bible that I have in my hands is the word of the living God, and it's true from the opening chapter of Genesis to the closing chapter of Revelation. I believe that with all my heart. I know it. And so that's why I use it as my basis for my teachings, for my preachings, and for this radio program. And I've been doing it since I've been on the air, and I'm going to continue to do it. And that is the basis for this book. So, um, I want to go back and I want to read the introduction and the introduction is going to give you a little bit of an explanation about the title of the book again, which I talked about before the break, but it's okay for me to just read it again. So I'm going to take a couple of minutes and I'm going to read the introduction to this book because the introduction to this book will give you a little bit of a snapshot about what this book is going to be all about. So here's the introduction to, to my new book. Uh, you can't handle the truth. What's really happening in America. I say this in the introduction. How did we as a nation get to this place? How does the nation slide so far down so fast? It is, is it already too late to turn this thing around? Do the majority of Americans really even care anymore? What will this nation look like in another 40 years or 20 or even 10? Do pre- people honestly want to know the truth about what has happened to our nation? These are all questions that we will attempt to address in this book. So let me just take a pause here from, the, from what I'm reading and talk about this first paragraph. The first thing I say is, how did we get to this place as a nation? And I will challenge you that one of the chapters in the book is it didn't happen overnight. Folks, listen, um, as somebody that grew up in Dallas, Texas, back in the 70s and, and the 80s, um, this is not the same country that I grew up in. And it didn't happen overnight. It's not like... We looked up one day, and all of a sudden, we were the different, a different nation. No, it, it took a, it took a, a slide. Um, see, and, and look again. I don't purposely ever mean to offend anybody, but I, I mentioned at the start of the program. If you've listened to this program, you know this. I do not candy coat the message. To a large degree, what's happening in America today is demonic. The policies, the a lot of laws that are being put on our books. The division between right and wrong in this country, um, many of the progressive mindsets, I'm sorry, there's no other way to say it. They're demonic. We are literally in this country right now in a battle between good and evil for the fabric of this nation, and we are losing the battle. This nation is being torn apart at the seams. In Amos 3 and 3, it says, can two, walk to get, can two walk together unless they are agreed? And I will tell you that in my lifetime, 
I've never seen this country, the United States of America, more divided than it is right now. And I don't see one side coming over to the other side and saying, you know what, we agree with you guys now. Uh, we're going to come over on your side. I believe the progressives, the, the liberals are so dug in in their theology and, and what they want to see happen in this country. And I think the conservatives uh, believe that who are conservative-minded, who still believe in God's word, are, are we, we can't come over to the other side unless we want to thumb our nose at God's word. So there's a division. And I don't see a, a, a kumbaya moment where the left and the right are going to come back together. Now, you may disagree with all or part of what I talk about on this program, and that's okay. I, I'm just telling you what I think I've been called to talk about and teach about. So the, in the introduction, I, I say, how do we get to this place? And I say, how does the nation slide so far down so fast? So I want to, and, and again, as I talk about these things, I'm going to point you to different verses and different scriptures. But I will tell you in Romans chapter 1, and as I teach for the next several weeks on this book, on, on my new book, You Can't Handle the Truth, there will be times that I will stop and just teach from the Word. And so in, in the introduction here, I say, how does a nation slide so far down so fast? And if you want to read from God's Word, that what I call is the demise of a nation, I've taught on this a few times, you can go to Romans chapter 1, and in Romans chapter 1, Paul actually gives a um, about a 15 to 17 verse synopsis of the sliding of a nation into oblivion. And I'm going to take a second, and I'm going to go ahead and read this because I think it's very relevant. So in, in Romans chapter 1, Paul says in... in uh, uh, verse 16 of chapter 1 of Romans, Paul's speaking, and he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And I will tell you that I believe to a large degree a lot of people in this country have become ashamed of the gospel of Christ. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he says in verse 17, For in it, what in what? The gospel of Christ. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now listen to what Paul, in the next several verses, Paul's going to begin to give a description of a group of people or a nation of people and what a demise or a slide into oblivion looks like. He says in verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may, may be made, what, because what may be no, made known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So Paul's basically saying, look, since the beginning of time, uh, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen. And, and so I'll just ask you, when, have you ever watched a sunset, wa sat and watched the sunset over the ocean, or watched the birth of a baby? Nature in and of itself reveals God's um, creativity, his awesomeness, his power, his glory. And, and, and here Paul says, so no one, so they are without excuse. No one can say, stand before God and say, I've seen the sunrise, the sunset, a baby born. I've seen the mountains. I've, seen, I've witnessed your creation. And you know what? I think it's all just by coincidence. 
And so Paul continues, and he says in verse 21 of Romans chapter 1, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. And nor were they thankful, but they became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I will tell you that we live in a time right now where, uh, and I'm, I, I'm just going to speak about America specifically because my book is about what's happening in America. Paul says they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And I would challenge you that we live in a time right now where our leaders' thoughts are futile. God looks down on the leaders of America, the people who profess to be wise, and, and he looks on their thoughts and, and God st- sits on his throne and laughs. It says in uh, the second chapter of Psalms, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. When he talks about why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing, it says he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. God looks down on our country and our leaders that think they're so smart, and he knows that their, their thoughts are futile. And then what happens he, they're, when their thoughts are futile, their hearts become darkened. And then Paul says in verse 22, professing to be wise— they become fools. And I challenge you, that's where our American leaders are in this country today. They profess to be wise. They think they know the answers. And I will tell you, they don't have a clue. They think they know the American people. They don't have a clue. They think that they are, they're wise, but they're fools. And Paul continues, and he says, And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, now listen to this. This is in Romans chapter 1. This is a demise of a nation, and it's happening in America today. Paul says there in Romans chapter 1, verse 24, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now listen to this, because now once they thought they were wise, okay, God says their, their thoughts are futile. They become fools. And then, then it says in verse 24, God gave them up. In other words, God begins to remove his hand from a nation of people. And that's taken place in America, and it's continuing to. And then Paul says in verse 26, For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Now think about what's happened in America. And this, you're gonna, the next several verses are going to give you a slide of sexual immorality that, is, that a nation or a group of people slides into. Paul says, For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Now, I'm not the smartest person in the world, folks, but he's talking about homosexuality there. And I know that is a very politically incorrect statement to make, but this is the word of God. And he says, he continues, and he says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. That word debased in the original Greek language means morally worthless. 
So it says God, first of all, up there it says God gave them up, and then now it says God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Being filled, now listen, I'm going to read a whole bunch of adjectives here, and you tell me if this sounds like America today. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Now, does that describe to a large degree a section of America today? Uh, And and the simple answer is it, it does describe our society today. And then Paul continues, and this is very sobering what Paul says here. Um, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So at the end of this, God's saying, listen, not only the people who do these things are going to come under my condemnation, but also those who approve of them doing them. God God takes no pleasure in the demise of a nation, but he also takes no pleasure in the ones who also approve of of the backsliding and the demise of a nation. I'm going to take my next break and come back. My name is Craig Nedrow, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. More of Craig Nedrow and Stand Up For Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus. I'm Craig Nedrow. I'm talking about a new book that I've just finished writing that's just been released called You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. Uh, It's available on Amazon now if you want to go and order the book. Uh, Once again, all the proceeds will go to different ministries and missions and uh, ministries in Israel. We keep none of this will uh, I will not profit myself personally from any of the proceeds from the book. I'm reading the introduction and I just got a couple sentences into it and I went into the scriptures and taught from Romans chapter one about the demise of a nation but here's in, back to the introduction. As I say, how did we as a nation get to this place? How does a nation slide so far down so fast? Is it already too late to turn this thing around? Do the majority of Americans really even care anymore? What will this nation look like in another 40 years or 20 or even 10? Now stop and think about that. Think about how much this nation has changed in literally the last five years So let me ask you a very sobering kind of transparent question. As much as this nation has changed in the last five years or the last three years or even the last two years, can anybody tell me what it's going to look like in the next 10 or the next 20? With AI, with the direction we're headed as a nation, with all the world events going on, can you, have you even stopped and thought about what it's going to look like in another 5, 10, 20, or 30 years? Because I stop and think about these things. And I ask that question in this book. And I say, do people honestly want to know the truth about what's happening to our nation? Listen, I know sometimes the truth is difficult to hear, folks. I have people that are close to me. Sometimes when I will begin to teach on a certain section of Scripture, at some point they'll say, that's enough. I can't handle it. Stop it. I don't need to hear anymore. I understand self-examination is difficult. 
uh, in my introduction, I say these are all questions that we will attempt to a- uh, address in this book. And then, I, again, I mentioned why it's called You Can't Handle the Truth, making reference to a movie with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise called A Few Good Men. And then I continue, and I say, I strongly believe that we as a nation have been deceived. And, folks, I, that's, a, a, that's a true statement. I believe in this nation that the spirit of deception uh, brought by the devil is rampant and is destroying our country. And I say, I also believe that many people either don't want to know the truth or can't handle the truth. In my opinion, we have been deceived into believing that the Bible isn't God's word. We have been been deceived into believing that we have progressed as a society and that the things God calls wrong are somehow okay now and that his word is no longer relevant. This is part of my introduction in the book, You Can't Handle the Truth. I say, I believe we have switched our attention to things that are taking us down a very dark path, and I'm concerned that we may not be able to find our way back. Folks, anybody else listening to this program right now, do you feel like we're on the wrong road and you wonder, I don't know if we can get back? Because I feel that way. I say I will attempt to peel back layer by layer and expose the the deception that has taken the greatest nation in the history of mankind to the point where we're now at. We have been the greatest, most powerful, wealthiest, prosperous nation in the history of mankind. And I will tell you, Uh, I know people go, oh, well, America's greatest days are ahead of us. And I don't mean to be a doom and gloom, but I say, you base that on what? Nowhere in Scripture is America mentioned in end times prophecy. And if God would have wanted to talk about America specifically in end times prophecy, he could have. And there's no mention. Why is that? Could it be perhaps possibly because America is no longer a major player in world time events? I say in this in my introduction, I will base what is said in this book on Scripture, the Word of God. There are two reasons for that. First, the Word of God is the truth. Whether you or I believe that, that or uh, I say whether you or I believe that or not, has no bearing on the fact that His Word is the truth. I'm not God, and neither are you. Only God is God, and His Word is true, no matter what we may think. Secondly, Scripture is the one constant. Everything we see and touch will be gone one day, but God's word will remain. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Please please notice that Jesus said, by no means, nothing will cause Jesus' words to pass away. The Bible was relevant when it was written. It's just as relevant in our world today, and it will always be relevant. This is all part of the introduction that I write in my new book, called You Can't Handle the Truth. I'm going to take my last break and come back. Uh, My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. Back to Stand Up for Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus. My name is Craig Nedro. I'm talking about the introduction to a new book that I've just uh, finished writing that's just been published called You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. It is now available on Amazon. I want to make a sidebar comment about that. It's available now on Amazon. Listen, I get a lot of texts from my listeners, and you'll hear my personal cell phone number at the end of this program. And if you want a copy of this book and you simply can't afford, I think it's $14 for the book, um, and you want to text me your name and address, I'll send you a book. 
because I'm not motivated by, by trying to make a profit off this book. Now, if you can afford to buy the book, buy the book, because when you buy the book, the money you do, that you pay for the book will go to help many other types of ministries and people. But if you simply want to copy this book and you can't afford it, write to me, text me, and I'll send you a copy of the book. So just a sidebar note there. So in, my, in the introductory part of the book, I'm going to continue. And I say in the introduction, are the economic problems we face a threat to America? Yes. Is terrorism a threat to America? Yes. Is our national debt a threat to America? Yes. All these are threats to America, but they're really just the manifestation of a more deeply rooted problem. I can cut weeds in my yard, but they'll come back over and over again until I get to the root. So let's dig deep. Let's get to the root of the problem. Let's examine from the truth of Scripture what God says is wrong with us. I sincerely believe the day may come when my grandchildren will ask, and rightfully so, Poppy, why did you guys let this happen? What will we answer to future generations about why we allowed this to happen to America? I love my country, but I don't recognize the America I grew up in just a few short years ago. We must take a very serious, difficult look at what is happening, and we must do it right now before it is too late. Here is a quote that I think is worthy of meditation. The average age of, America, of the world's greatest civilizations has been 200 years. These nations have progressed through this sequence. Now, please listen to this. From bondage to spiritual faith. From spiritual faith to great courage. From courage to liberty. From, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. Now, please stop. Think about this quote and ask yourself, where is America today in this sequence? I've just shared with you the introduction to my new book. The new book is titled, You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. And I take 14 different subjects in the book. I'll be teaching on it several weeks in a row. But I'm, I'm going to go uh, chapter by chapter through this book and look and see what God's Word says is what's really happening and what's really wrong with America today. Once again, the book's called You Can't Handle the Truth, What's Really Happening in America. It is now available on Amazon. I appreciate you tuning in. Anybody who orders the book, I appreciate you ordering it. Read it. Pass it on to someone else. Uh, I'll be teaching on it several weeks in a row. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. You've been listening to Stand Up for Jesus with Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up for Jesus. If you would like more information about Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up for Jesus, visit our website at craignedroministries.org or give us a call at area code 469-688-7615. Be sure to listen next week at this same time as we Stand Up for Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM.